you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Fantasy Freaks and Geeks, what's up on this beautiful Tie Tuesday? You're listening to the NFL Fantasy Live podcast. I'm your host, James Coe, uh, trying to get through a little bit of a uh, little bit of a broken voice here. I was wondering if those were that was still the effects of karaoke, <laughs> or if you were a, a tad under the weather. No, it, I am a, a, a touch under the weather, but I was a, I was more sick last week than I was this week. Uh, it's more of a I was a game time decision on Sunday and Monday. Um, I was a, a full go on Sunday with uh, I was dealing with a um, a Bon Jovi injury, <laughs> uh, so that that you know limited me in practice all week. That's fine. Uh, Monday I could not go. I was I was out there for a block, one block on on Monday, but uh, the rest of the day I, I had to get my uh, get carried there by Matt Money Smith. So I appreciate that. Uh, but no, we've got a, a big show in front of us here today. We're going to talk about uh, fantasy offenses that are in trouble. We're going to really dig into AJ Green here, man, and uh, we will of course uh, get into daily daps and. It's Tuesday, so I know a lot of you guys are looking on that waiver wire. We'll tell you about the best uh, waiver wire pickups for Week 11. But uh, let me go around the horn and introduce everybody. I'm James Coe. Uh, Alex Gelhar, the whiz kid from Wisconsin here. MG, my guy, Marcus Grant, uh, in a gorgeous bow tie Thank on, you. A, on a tie Tuesday. You'll see that on NFL Fantasy Live a little I, bit later. Will he? No, but you'll yeah. see it on Twitter. No? <laughs> Wait, you're not going to wear that? I was going to say no. I'm not allowed. Uh, wait, Akbar wore a regular tie yesterday. Wait, did he really? He did. Oh. But I thought I thought millennials don't like ties. Game That's why on. you can't wear them Listen, on the show I, anymore. Hey, man. Game I, on. No, no. Wear, millennials don't like wearing ties if they're told to wear ties. Mm. They love wearing ties if they're told not to wear ties. All I'm saying is that Akbar had a tie on yesterday. Game. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. That's Game all I'm saying. On. There, by the, there's nobody less of a millennial. Than Akbar, Baja Biamila. Well, <laughs> I guess Fabs is is right there. Get off my lawn. Uh, but no. Um, and of course, the the fantasy F- football F- Hall of Famer, uh, Michael Fabiano here as well. All right, let's dig right into it, man. Um, Monday night football. Uh, uh, wow. 
Wow, wow. Six, six, three in the fourth quarter? Yeah. Could, could that I mean, game really, have gone any more backwards? I mean, outside of New Hopkins, who had his, uh, you know, typical double-digit um, fantasy um, point team game. Highlight real catch, too. How many times can he? He's the best receiver in the league. He's, yeah. He's yeah. the best receiver he in the is, league. At the top of the discussion. I mean, you know, Antonio Brown's still he's still living. Uh, Antonio Brown is is in the discussion. But, man, well, you know I'll what, though? You Antonio Brown's numbers drop when his quarterback isn't Ben Roethlisberger. That, that's what I was just about to say. Who's throwing the ball to Hopkins. That, we got some dude named TJ Yates throwing the ball out there to Nuke. Yeah. The dude's catching dimes, man. It's, it's amazing. It's amazing. That catch was disgusting because it was one-handed, and he tapped the one toe, and then as he was falling, he managed to swing the other toe back around and get it in. He's not a human. Because he has been able to fully uh, disassociate upper body with lower body. <laughs> I mean, really, how the body control is amazing. He's clutching the football against his helmet with one arm, and then he keeps that locked in, and then makes sure to get both toes tapped in in bounds. He just makes it look easy. He's. I don't get it. So good, but the rest, the rest of that offense, Dude. man, that backfield was a disgrace. All right, and and let me say, can we can we officially take Andy Dalton off of the elite list of quarterbacks Dude. in fantasy? Football? Had we actually put him on that? Yeah, list? To, I mean, for a little while it looked like he was there. Two of his last three games, fewer than ten fantasy points. Uh, I hate to say we told you so. I mean, but I we like, knew it was coming. But I feel like most people kind of felt like it was coming. I mean, it was. It's. It, I think that's the reason. Every week we got so many. You know. Blank quarterback versus Andy Dalton. Because I think everybody kind of expecting bad Andy to show up at some point. You know, but, I mean, it, for the first, like, you know, eight or nine weeks, oh, you know, but it was awesome. No, no, he, he was, was awesome. Yeah. But it's, totally it, it, it's funny you mention this. I almost feel like fantasy experts were trying to sell people on Andy Dalton. Like, hey. I wanted to believe. Right. I wanted to believe he I mean, we were all Fox moldering this thing, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, so he, he had a 9.6 stinker against uh, Pittsburgh. Then last night, 8.8 stinker. Not now good. he's got to go to Arizona. Then he's playing the Rams. Uh, that is not good. But the, but the that thing is with Andy Dalton good. is And that... he's got Denver in Denver in week 16, which is your championship. Sure. Uh, the, the thing with Dalton that's so weird, though, is that he absolutely? I mean, he crushed against Seattle. He played well against Seattle, and then you think, okay, the Houston Texans here they are. They've pretty much given up on their season, right? And uh, they've been not been very good. Um, and Andy Dalton was so, was worse. Here, here's the common denominator in Andy Dalton's success and failure. Uh, Joe Goodbury is a great follow on Twitter. He's a Bengals fan. I think he writes for some websites and does some draft stuff. All right. He figured out the theory that Andy Dalton. Um, is terrible against his common opponents, which are teams that he's played in the last, like, I think, calendar year or so, he said. So, looking at it this year, his games against uncommon opponents were the Raiders, lights out, Chargers, lights out, Chiefs, good game, Seahawks, lights out, Bills, lights out. His games against the common opponents, per this metric, Pittsburgh, single-digit points. So you're saying divisional opponents. Divisional opponents and teams he's played in the last calendar year. Houston was one of them. Except Baltimore because their secondary is trash. The thing (laughs) is, that's why I was starting to wonder if he'd buck the trend because he had good games (laughs) against both Cleveland and Baltimore. But uh, Joe pointed out on Twitter last night, too, in those games, one, their secondaries were both trash, and two, one of his pass catchers just went bananas because A.J. Green went bananas against Baltimore and Tyler Eifert went crazy against Cleveland. So, Uh, I mean, part of the problem, though, uh, you mentioned Tyler Eifert. Tyler Eifert. Yeah, Dalton didn't get much help yesterday. No, not. Oh he had my all gosh. the drops from Eifert, and then he was driving down in the fourth quarter to potentially get a touchdown, and A.J. Green fumbles. Oy. So, like, it was just 
bad piled on bad. Um, so I, I, to your point, Fabs, I, I, I think you're right. Uh, Dalton is not necessarily your every week guy. I think I think us in the fantasy community, I think we're still going to get a lot of questions about Andy Dalton. I don't know what to do with, uh, should I call him the Red Rifle or should I call him the BB Gunner? Oh, man. <laughs> oh, when J.J. Watt said that, I was like, oh, that's going to cause all kinds of trouble. I mean, but it's such an innocuous statement. It, I mean, yeah, Drake and, and Meek Mill think this will right? few black. And, and you could tell who's J.J. Me, JJ had Mill? thought that up like a week. J.J. had I thought mean, that up a week oh, ago. Oh, you are killing me here, bro. I that, can't, I can't even. Per- is Meek Mill a person? Oh, my He's God. a person. I, I can't. I can't. How? Oh, man, Marcus Grant just <laughs> dropping right. dimes on me today. I can't handle it. I can't handle it. Not with this voice. I can't. Handle it. <laughs> That's great. No, but keep going, Alex. I'm sorry. Oh no, I was just. Uh, I forget what I was saying. It was bad and piled on bad. But we should. Uh, oh, the that the comment JJ Watt comments. Whatever. We should get back to the game a little bit. And I don't because we're spending a lot of time on a ten to six game. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, uh, Giovanni Bernard, yeah. seventy nine total yards. AJ Green, sixty seven yards. Yeah. Can we talk about him, lost. please? Uh, my man, Michael Fabiano, has got a hot take on AJ Green. Go ahead. In the NFL, he's a great player. In fantasy football, he is overrated to hear. He's overrated. Listen, uh, he is mentioned among the elite players. Yes. This guy has scored fewer than nine points in six of nine games. He scored 10-plus points three times. He's had one huge game, which is the game against the Ravens, where he went nuts, right? He over 200 yards. Other than that, he's had one other game where he's made a pretty good impact. A.J. Green is not an every-week starter in fantasy, and the Arizona Cardinals are coming up next. Okay, and then he's got the same schedule as Dalton. He's got the Broncos in week 16. A.J. Green is subject to the matchups, guys. I know you drafted him early, but with all the weapons that Dalton has now and Tyler Eifert and Marvin Jones and, uh, well, I guess Jeremy Hill's kind of not a weapon anymore. Giovanni Bernard, there are more targets that are being spread around. A.J. Green's not getting enough, and when he does get them, he's not doing enough with them. I, I if I had wide receiver depth and I only had to start two, I'd consider benching AJ Green. Here's the thing: some of the, I do believe that he's not an every week starter anymore, which is kind of funny because I Whoa. said I kept saying before the season that you know AJ Green was somehow an innocent bystander in all the uh, Andy Dalton slander. Yeah, um, I think it seems to be the other way around right now. Uh, but I won't say it's because of any lack of targets, dude. Far and away leads the team in targets, and he leads the team in receptions far and away. The issue is not doing anything with him. He's not really doing much with him. The yardage is not there, but the opportunity is there, and that's, I think, the frustrating part if you have A.J. Green because he is seeing the ball. He's seeing the ball plenty, but you just wish he was doing more with it right now. I mean, the guy's averaging, you know, he's averaging, what, 85 yards per game, but Keep in mind, he's got a 200-yard game in there too, which is throwing that whole thing right. off. Right? Yeah, it's almost like off. that. It's almost like uh, you know when when you have that one player who, at the end of the year, wow, you know he he sure. finished eighth in fantasy points, but like two or three of his games were gigantic, and the rest of them were were mediocre. Um, I almost feel like the way you've described him, if you take the name off the back, it it sounds like a Deshaun Jackson type year. No, yeah, you're yeah, right. Very, very much. Sean so. Jackson will give you a you know a handful of good stat lines and a and a whole bunch of stinkers. Um, all right, so there you go. AJ Green, not an every week starter. Man, that's a uh, that's tough. That's a tough pill to swallow. I bet you Akbar would agree with you. Akbar played me uh, this past week in the fantasy live league, and he didn't need a whole lot of points from AJ to beat me, and he didn't get right. close. Um, Nuke Hopkins, as we mentioned, still he, he's a, a wide receiving demigod, uh, 57 yards and a touchdown. I mean, most of it, of course, was on that 20-plus yard uh, touchdown catch, which was just a thing of beauty. But uh, T.J. Yates played quarterback. Brian Hoyer suffered a concussion. 
uh, in that game. Didn't see exactly where he did, but yeah, it was weird, right? Yeah, it was, it was on yeah. like once. It was on a sack. They they found it later. Um, okay. after he went out, but they play on Thursday night, so it might have to be T.J. Yates uh, at quarterback again, if I'm not mistaken. No, the Texans, Texans don't play on Thursday night. Oh, no, no, no. It's Titans, it's Jaguars. Titans, Jaguars. No, but it's still a short week, right? That's what I was thinking of. So it's a it's a short week. It's, I was going to say a Monday to Thursday. Honestly, dude, super crazy. Short. that would be bad. Seriously, like when when we get to this point in the season, man, sometimes you just have brain farts like that. You know, like I you think, you. wait, oh, yeah. was that was last night the Thursday night game? Is it yeah, week no, no, twelve now bad. or week eleven? <laughs> Especially at this point in the week, like you said, uh, you were saying before the pod, the schedules are just so intense. Dude. There's so much of so much of a turnaround it's between ridiculous. like when Sunday starts till we get to this podcast. There's yep. just like yeah, it's no time for anything. Um, can I can I just advocate uh, the Grime Dog? Jonathan uh, Grimes. He did look the best of them. I didn't mind Jonathan Grimes at all. Uh, when I was watching him run, I liked the burst. Uh, I like the vision. Uh, not a lot of power, but that's okay. Uh, you can't have everything. I'd really rather see this be a one-two punch of bang, bang, chicken, and shrimp and Jonathan Grimes. No more Alfred Blue, huh? Well, Alfred, Alfred Blue, Blue is so, so uninspiring. Bad. He Dude, gets the ball and, he like, so he's so slow. We make fun of Jeremy Hill for being timid this year. Alfred Blue gets he it and so is like, it looks like he's just getting out of bed when he gets handed the ball. He's like, oh, where Dude, should I run? He is so slow. Uh, 12 carries, 12 carries, 22 yards, a 1.8 yard per carry average. That is hashtag ungood. That's, That's not good. Not good. I thought Jonathan Grimes looked like not bad at all. Uh, seven touches, 45 yards. He had six carries for 33. That's five and a half yards a carry. Granted, so he scooped up a decent amount on like a third and 26 uh, draw play, but still, he ran better than the other guys. Yeah, I mean, and like I said, I just the eyeball test. I, I don't know. I, 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 I'm not. Look, am I going to spend a huge waiver party on him? No, but I'm hoping that the coaching staff will look at the tape as well. And realize, wait a second, dude. Uh, Alfred Blue is uh, uh, he's not good. Uh, <laughs> let's give the ball to some of our better players, and I think Jonathan Grimes might fit into that. So I tell you, um, Wednesday at midnight, um, I wouldn't mind seeing if Jonathan Grimes. Well, Jonathan Grimes is definitely out there. Yeah, I wouldn't mind definitely. picking him up, making yeah. a little bit of room. He's, I know that. I know that's a little danger zone. He could be worth a, a deep bench stash. That's for sure. All right. So let's move on. All right. Let's talk about top. Let's headlines. do some top headlines. The camera highlights in the world of sports. Breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news. This is the woo. I like turtles. We continue to follow breaking news. We watch the news because I'm a kid. So y'all need to hide your kids, hide your wife. All right, we start in Foxborough. Julian Edelman, one of the top fantasy wide receivers in the game, could be lost for the season. He broke his foot. Amendola, next guy up, I'm assuming. Uh, they haven't ruled Edelman out. Six uh, to eight weeks was the report this morning. Yeah, so he's, he's, there you go. He's, he's done for you. Droppable. He is done for you. So yep. Julian Edelman is a drop in fantasy. Uh, I'm assuming here Danny Amendola will see a huge bump in, in targets. But, man, this Patriots team has just been ravaged by injuries. Well, Deion Lewis, yep. Julian Edelman. Um, I, I guess what do we make of all the news? And is that tied into... Look, I know Gronk had a huge touchdown, but you take that touchdown away, um, and it was shocking how well he was covered well, by a secondary that's one of the worst in the in the league. Well, basically, they just you know focused all their efforts on Gronk, and I think that's what's going to start to happen a lot more. Which means if you are Brandon LaFell, ooh, yeah, he's he's the sneaky name to watch. You're the guy who has to step up now. There's going to be more targets there in that offense for you. And, and you know, remember, this is the guy who last year was the 
better, you know, statistically fantasy receiver in New England. So right. now this is an opportunity for him to go right. back and be productive again. Yep. And Absolutely. Brady said yesterday too, um, which is a very valid point that no. Edelman's too good of a player to come in and just be replaced by one guy. If right. if Danny Amendola was as good as Julian Edelman, he would have seen the field more than sure. he had this season. So he's definitely going to be on the wide receiver two radar, but it's not like he's going to come in and get open as much as Edelman and get as many targets yeah. as Edelman. And also is- remember, too, that they brought in Amendola initially to replace Wes Welker, and Edelman ended up earning that role, and Amendola went basically to a no secondary right. role in the passing game. So. Right. Uh, but Amendola did lead the team in targets last week. He is going to be one of the top two waiver wire pickups in every league, especially in PPR leagues. But you guys are right. If you're expecting him to do what Edelman did in the stat sheets, you are going to be disappointed. Uh, what do we expect from Amendola? Can I get a you know a just general per game average here? Something like five catches, 55 yards? Five to ten catches and 50 to 100 yards, maybe a touchdown. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I think one thing we did solve, though, last week with the Patriots, uh, James White, Brandon Bolden. They are not Deion Lewis. Don't worry about them. (laughs) <laughs> just, you can just, you know, it's LeGarrette Blunt pretty much. It's the, but, it's the LeGarrette Blunt show the rest uh, of the well, week. Hold on now, hold on. Yeah, as the creator of Bellatrix, Marcus Grant, how could you say such a thing? Because, you know, this year he has actually been fairly consistent with his running back usage. I, I know it's weird to say, but he has seemed to have found a couple of guys he likes. And the thing about LeGarrette Blunt is that I think they're starting to realize he can catch the ball a little bit. He's not going to be Deion Lewis in that respect. He's not even you know Shane Vereen that they had before, but he can catch the ball a little bit. He had two catches last week. He's had a couple earlier in the year. So I think they feel a little more comfortable using him in that role there. Uh, I think pass protection, obviously a big deal uh, for the running back position, and uh, LeGarrette Blunt has um, done a pretty nice job of blitz pickup and all that. Uh, but, man, I – I don't know what to make of it, you know, because I, I think there's going to be a game where James White and or Brandon Bolden break out and LeGarrette Blunt does absolutely yeah, nothing. Yeah, but good luck guessing which right. one that is. But it's because figuring the, that the game hero, out is impossible. Our hero in the Slayer of Bellatrix is now on IR, sadly. <laughs> Pours him out for Deion Lewis. I know. Erect some monuments for him around, um, around the fantasy community. You talked about uh, Brandon LaFell being a sneaky pickup there for the well, page. Or, he's on a lot of rosters already, but he I mean, is. he's the guy that's sneakily going to probably see his production increase more out of this Edelman injury. You you weren't scared off by the uh, trash can fine? <laughs> no, because he got better after that. He got better. He had some rust. You want to talk about a guy so cold blooded? You want to talk about a guy who is still available in more leagues than he should be? Okay. Tony Romo. Tony. Yes. He could be he your fantasy football savior. Ooh, how about this? Dolphins this week. Which their is a defense good, is not good. I'm good, just saying. Good segue. That was the next, next it headline. Is. Uh, well, Romo that's is because expected, I read it. Yeah. <laughs> Romo is, is expected to start Sunday uh, recovering from that, uh, what was it, a, a shoulder injury? Collarbone. Collarbone. Busted collarbone. If you don't have a great quarterback, I would play him. Uh, the Dolphins are not good against quarterbacks. We've seen that recently. And it's not like Romo has been out for a long, long time where he's going to be so rusty and he's not going to, he's got a rapport with all the receivers on that team. And Jason Witten, of course, play Romo. He is going to be, I haven't done my rankings yet. I won't do them until later on today, but uh, he will be, he will be in that starting quarterback uh, tier. That That is for sure against Miami. I think he can definitely put up good numbers. I would. I think he will still have some rust because you remember the la- the most recent time we've seen of a quarterback come back from a collarbone like this was Aaron Rodgers two years ago, and then he threw two bad interceptions against the Bears in that game because he was just, you know, it's been a while since Romo has seen the field and played like that. But that being said, he could still easily hook up with Dez for, you know, <laughs> a 
100 yards and a couple touches. I mean, so. when, no you're, when, you're, when you're coming back from an injury like that, you're always scared of re-injury. You, you haven't moved the arm. You got you got to get hit a couple times yeah. too. Yeah, man. Uh, you got to get that adrenaline pumping. It, things got to get loose in there. It's got to shake up a little bit, you know. Uh, it's super stiff, and and I think there's just a little bit of hesitation. But you're right. I, Miami's not too good, but they have Indomitian Sue. Yawn. No. Not not that he's <laughs> not that he's as big of a troublemaker historically as Albert Hainsworth, but that's going to be another Albert Hainsworth situation. Type contract. Where he yeah. gets a ton of money and yeah. is not close to being worth it. A defensive player getting a ton of money. I, I'm typically to, that doesn't no work. Where I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to rack my brain to think about a a a, a defensive player who's gotten a, just a ginormous contract, and you're like, oh, okay, that worked out pretty well. well I mean, J.J. Watts is working out all right. I think Gino, no, but Gino I'm saying, Atkins but I'm saying, good But money. I'm saying a free a free agent. Yeah, I guess those guys all signed with their same Right, team, yeah. We're talking about $100 million plus. Because, you know, a lot of these guys... Julius they, Peppers is pretty good when he went to the Bears. Peppers to the Bears. That's not bad. Yeah. Jared Allen was good when he left his teams. Mm-hmm. Oof. Yeah. There are some, but right, the trouble is the recency bias. There have been a yeah. couple in those big, big contracts. Well, because because you know it's it's all it's all about system system. I'm a, I'm such a system guy. System system system. You know, and some of these guys excel in their system when they have to learn a new system. As we're seeing in Denver, when you got to learn a new system, it's not necessarily you know puppies and ice cream, man. All right. Uh, speaking of Denver, Peyton dealing with um, a, a torn plantar fascia uh, in his left foot. We talked about this on the show yesterday. If you're in a competitive league, he's already gone. Drop him with extreme prejudice. Right, exactly. With extreme prejudice. He oh, should have been dropped weeks ago. I'm like, why? Yeah, why do you buy? I don't know. <laughs> no, he, he still has a crazy high ownership. Percentage, I know. I think a lot of people are sleeping out there because, or they just love the name. They, I have Peyton Manning on my team. It's not the same as having him on your team over the no, course well, of most of his career. Some Somebody on Twitter hit me with this, and I think this is the uh, prevailing logic uh, for those casual fans playing fantasy. He's got to come back, doesn't he? Question no. mark. No. And no, and that's man. the – but I, I think that's the, the thought process, right? Like, um, I, I don't know. Remember, I, he, had, he had bad games last year, all right? And I'll never forget it because he cost me the championship in the Fantasy Live League last year with the, the, the four picks against Cincinnati. And he was bad four weeks, uh, for the last four weeks of last year. He has, he's been good in one or two games this year. And one of those games was Kansas City, and he wasn't good until the fourth quarter. And, I mean, listen, the guy's clearly banged up. He's 39 years old. He's had neck surgeries. Um, he, he is one of the, if not the greatest quarterback in the history of fantasy football. But unfortunately... He's not getting the job done this year, and when you've got younger quarterbacks like Derek Carr and Blake Bortles, and heck, even Marcus Mariota and Jameis Winston are better than Peyton Manning right now, he needs to be on the waiver wire, and he needed to be on the waiver wire four weeks ago. I think if you listen to this podcast, you're probably, I, I doubt very seriously you, yeah. you've held on to But you know what, though, it's weird? So I'm in eight leagues. Yeah. he He's only a free agent in, I'd say, one or two. And I play with people who know what the heck they're doing. Akbar still got him on his team. Amazing. I don't know if we'll have him now. Well, you know, Akbar had a vested interest. Yeah, he did. That's very true. Akbar's going to learn what the meaning (laughs) is of eating maggots. Oh, dude. By the way, we've done the research, by the way. We've done the research. We we know where to buy this stuff. Do you guys want to fill? <laughs> do you guys want to fill in the listeners at home who might not? Be All right. So Akbar Akbar Bajabiamila, the crazy man that he is. Yes. He went on NFL Fantasy Live on a Sunday. I think this was preseason week. Preseason, one? yes. Right before week one started, and he comes out and said, "We we got to make bold predictions on the season, right?" So I'm like, "Hey, Dante Moncrief's going to get to 1,100 yards, whatever." And um, Akbar says. 
Peyton's going to get to 42 touchdowns. And, and and then he starts to go on. And if he doesn't, and me and Adam Rank are like, no. Don't do it. Don't say the next part. Whatever you're going to say, don't. we don't even know what it is, but don't say it. Quick history. Akbar has been burned by this numerous times in the past. He oh had to my drink gosh. raw eggs raw with eggs. Cordero Patterson yep. he had to take ice his, bath because yep. of, mm-hmm. I forget who that one was. And now, uh, now he's going to have <clears> to do. Uh, and then so he said he's going to eat. He might, he might literally throw up. He said he's going to eat maggots if Peyton doesn't get to 42 touchdowns. So it got so bad where we said, hey, listen, if he throws pick sixes, those count towards the <laughs> <laughs> um, That's still, how bad it is. So, I know. So actually, he's got 17 picks and nine touchdowns. So you do the math. He's got 26, right? Between, no, well, well, they got to be pick sixes. No, no, no. But I'm saying e- but even interceptions and, and touchdowns added up, he's not going to get to 42. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> right? That would be sad. He's not. Should we just give him interceptions just to make it interesting? We could. We could We could make a ruling. Oh, my gosh. It's so bad. Anyway, so we've done the research now. Um, you can't find maggots online to buy to eat. But you, <laughs> he doesn't listen to his podcast, so it's fine. No. But you can find Uh-oh. Uh, giant tarantula spiders. Uh, you can find silkworms. Well, I would uh, imagine the the hard part about getting maggots is that they don't stay maggots very long. But see, long. Th- there is there are certain uh, countries in the world. Oh, it's where, a dark desert. Where yeah, because they ha- they do this thing with the cheese and they age it and it basically goes rotten, and the maggots live in the cheese. And at that point, that's when it's the most. I guess I don't want to say tasty, but that's when people eat it. I've seen it on like yeah, it was bizarre, bizarre foods, foods with An- Andrew Zimmer. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, Bad and it bad. made my stomach turn. Oh. <laughs> Poor Akbar. And then of course Bear Grylls goes around just eating maggots uh, on the regular, on the reg, on the reg. Uh, but we shall move on. I don't know how we. How did we get? Oh, Peyton Manning. Okay, Peyton Manning. All right, so we'll go from an old line to a young line. How about Case Keenum? He's going to get the start in St. Louis no versus interest. Baltimore. Um, uh, this is a little sneak peek here, but uh, Case Keenum will be uh, featured heavily on the Danger Zone. I'll yeah, buddy. Um, he's filling in for not filling in. He, I, I guess Nick Foles got benched. How many? All right, let me let me ask you a question. As if Nick Foles is the problem. How many Jeez. quarterbacks would you start Case Keenum over though? Like, I mean, if, if you have to be in like a sixteen-team league, you gotta really be right. To start I mean, Case Keenum. Like, like, Honestly, uh, well, I, I'm basing I'm, I base all danger zone picks off of 14 team or plus leagues, right? I know the Ravens are awful. Yes, but okay. I mean, I, I, <laughs> like, I mean, I, I mean, mean, I will put him in my top 14 if that's what you were asking. Me. Okay. Wow, that's bold. Hold on, let's look at this quick. <laughs> that's, that's bold. <laughs> I, I, mean, I like I like me some Keenum. I like yeah. I like this narrative. I like how bad the Ravens secondary is. I will put him in. Yeah, my Yeah, but top part 14. of it has to be that you know. You need somebody to throw the football to, and I'm not really sure he's that got they're Tavon, enough. He's got Brian Quick. He's got Kenny Britt. Like I, wa- I had to watch. I had the the pleasure a little of watching Delaney Nick Walker. Foles. This uh, Delaney Walker's not on the team. Uh, Just like Jared little uh, Jared Cook, little uh, 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 Lance Kendricks. Uh, you're not getting any better. Lance and, Kendricks. Uh, Nick Foles was. Just awful, putrid. Just last week, and uh, the rest of the season, he th- throws way too high over his receivers. Couldn't hit anybody. How did that guy have twenty-seven touchdowns and two picks? <laughs> Luck. <laughs> I don't know, man. That system right there. That system. Uh, well, and he his two picks. He had so many passes that went off of the hands of defenders and either into his receivers' hands Same. for touchdowns or just didn't get picked. I think that year he had like far and away the highest number of plays that should have been intercepted. 
Because there was the one, I don't know if you guys remember this, but that year they were playing the Packers, and he threw a deep bomb, and two Packers, like, tipped it, and it went right over their heads to Deshaun Jackson for, like, Sweet. a 60-yard touchdown. Sweet. But anyways, so this, uh, let's see, this week, I'd start Keenum over uh, over uh, Peyton Manning. Uh, well, he's not playing. Well, he's not going to play. Oh, yeah, Brock so. Osweiler. Sorry, I'm just looking at the matchups. Uh, let's see. Over Kirk Cousins in Carolina. Uh, over either quarterback in San Fran, Seattle. I'd start him over Russell Wilson, probably. Boom. Boom. Could wow. keep, I'd probably start him over <laughs> Probably start him over Andy Dalton. Would you start him over Tony Romo? No. No. Bite your tongue. <laughs> no, that's, fr- that. that's frisky. I would think about it. I would sit there. Are look, you crazy? Yes, absolutely. You guys are really fired up about Case Keenum. I just, I can't, I can't get on board with this. Oh. You know who's going to get on him this week? You Akbar. know, Akbar. Akbar. I can't. I can't. I can't. Akbar loves. This. Yeah. I, I, I listen. I love the matchup. I love the matchup. I'm and in. I am desperate. Yeah. Okay. I'm in. But desperate. People who have Tony Romo on yeah. their roster are not desperate. Oh, I'm. I'm in. Fourteen teams. If you're in a fourteen teamer. Case Keenum, that's right. I'm in. Man. Um, All right. We'll move He's going to be a great play in DFS this week, though, because he'll be crazy low value. Crazy low. Crazy low value. I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, how about Victor Cruz officially done for the season? Uh, People I still have Victor Cruz? Yeah, I know. Man. Who had again, him? Again, high ownership percentage for Victor Cruz. It's name. Crazy. Name. People know the name. I mean, yeah, name is one thing, but at some point, don't you want to hear reports of him getting close to coming back? And that yeah, just never happened. It it just doesn't make well, they sense. did, but they were always subsequently followed by Victor Cruz has another injury. Right. It's like he's practicing in full. He's looking great. And he aggravated his calf. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it. Uh, Victor Cruz, you could let him go. Uh, uh, he might be done there in New York, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, you know. that's what some of the, one of the reports are wondering if this is the end of the end. I think it I think it is. Which is sad because Victor Cruz is awesome. And sure. they brought, but they brought back Hakeem Nix. Uh, Hakeem the Dream. He's back. I like that. That was good. That, that little vomit. Yes. Sound yes. and that wasn't even something that you that you hit a button to make. You nope, just, that boom. was just me. That was just him. That, that is, was good. That is my. We should record that and use that, that right? Is, we can use that multiple use times. That. Yes, that's original. Victor content. Cruz. Is, Victor Cruz is owned in forty-seven percent of leagues. Dude, I'm telling you, bro. So that means that forty-seven percent of leagues, no one's paying attention. Yep, there you go. Uh, so we'll move on. Right, okay, Justin Hunter. At least one person's not paying attention. In Tennessee, Justin Hunter broke his ankle. Unfortunately for him. Uh, Doriel Green Beckham, theoretically, <laughs> theoretically, should see an increase. Well, he uh, he played a bunch of snaps last week, but he just didn't get anything done. He I put it, but didn't he put up a zero spot? Yes, I think I don't know. I'd have to watch, but he might have gotten a, you know a trip to the Norman detention facility or whatever you call it. Norman Penitentiary. Norman Penitentiary. Um, but he, like. DGB is uh, he needs to learn some things like they said, but he's he's getting there and he's a super talented guy. So he's a guy to pick up off the waiver wire too, just on talent alone. I mean, I like the talent level. I mean, he's an athletic freak, um, but uh, it's just so hard. It's so hard. I, I I don't know. They are playing the Jags. That's true. I mean, they are playing. Yeah, the Jags I think this I think week. this is this is the week you take a chance on him. Right. I mean, I think we knew last week wasn't going to. They be were on good. the road in Carolina. Well, I think we knew that wasn't going to be good last. Week. Right. Exactly. All right. So there you go. DGB, uh, also a uh, proud graduate of Danger Zone University. So right. we shall see. All right. Let's talk about some fantasy offenses that I don't know. They've struggled, and we're trying to figure out why. We'll start, of course, in Green Bay. What the heck has happened, dude? I don't Packers. know, man. I, and listen. I, I I was doing the uh, the blitz last week, and at the time, Aaron Rodgers had fewer than ten fantasy points, and I'm thinking, 
are we really getting to the stage that Aaron Rodgers is going to be a matchup-based starter? There's no way. I couldn't do it. And the people, uh, Akbar and MJD and Ike, were all pressing me. Hey, man, you know, I'm like, you can't sit Aaron Rodgers. I don't care. And then, of course, trying to attempt to come back, he ended up having a really good game. Sure. Which so, he's done in two weeks. Now, now, now people forget. People forget. Okay, he lost his number one option uh, yeah. in the preseason in Jordy Nelson. That's hard. Uh, to replace. You could say he lost his number one running option as well. Do, Correct. Yes. You don't Correct. Uh, <laughs> the offensive line, Gelhar, you could speak of that because you're a Packers fan, right? Well, yeah. This, oh, the offensive I mean, line has been decimated too. They, that, they, they really haven't been. Uh, they've missed a, a few games with Brian Bulaga, but the problem is more so that it's not really the offensive line. The protection has been pretty good. It's just that nobody's getting open right now. Whether it's in there, I mean, it's partially because they don't have a running game. It's partially because they lost Jordy Nelson. Now Aaron Rodgers himself isn't playing as well because he's like he's seeing ghosts. He's been hit a lot the last couple weeks, and even when the protection's there, he his guys aren't getting open quick enough, and he's not trusting them. So like, I I have faith that this offense can get it turned around because we've seen it hit slumps a little bit in the past, and they still have Mike McCarthy and Aaron Rodgers. But man, until we do see it get turned around, like Randall Cobb's matchup based. I, I wouldn't play him this week. Have you seen his numbers career against Minnesota? No. Terrible. I think he's had one touchdown. And, and I think he scored – I think he, he's never scored double-digit fantasy points in standard leagues against Minnesota in his career. Devontae, and the Vikings are good, man. That defense is nasty. Yeah, they've gotten – they've come They're around. really they good. Do. What their did Michael Crabtree really and uh, Amari Cooper do last week? Yeah, their pass rush is right? shit, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they've got a good shit. defense. They've got a really good defense. Mike Zimmer's got that team humming. But uh, in terms of the offensive line for Green Bay – See, to me, when a team can't run the ball that, you know, that much, I mean, it's not it's not all the running backs fault. The the, the offensive line clearly isn't doing its job to its full capacity as well. I mean, Eddie Lacy's had what one good game all year. Starks had a couple. But yeah. how many 100 yard rushing games have Green Bay running backs had this year? Three. Uh, Well, none. I, think, I, I don't know that they've had any. Oh, really? Right. I don't know. That I, I don't know that they've had any. How could how could Starks have not gotten one? Because he had, he had, total, he had total yards. I'm talking about. Oh, he did have yards. he did have 112 against San so, Diego. So one game, they've had one 100 yard rusher all year, right? Okay. Yeah, and Starks had 95 against Seattle after Lacey got injured, and Lacey so, had I want to say he had 90 or 80 in that one game. Yeah. That, um, but it's yeah, it's been rough. I think it is. Rough. I think watching it though, because I watch all these games very closely. It is a lot of the running backs, though. Lacey just didn't have it. He didn't have his vision or whatever for any reason. And Starks, like, this was my but problem. But it's pad level, bro. It's it, That's <laughs> part of it. But uh, Lacey had 85, and then he had 90 against San Fran. But they're they're just not seeing the hole well. And Starks always looks for the cutback too often when yeah. it's not even there. Like, he, he needs to trust his blockers more because they were setting up holes for him last week, and he would try and cut it back and run right into defense. I mean, historically, he's always been a great change of pace guy. Great change of pace guy. But when they've given him the reins, he... You know, uh, he's not one of those guys that gets better with 20, 30 carries. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I think, and I, I think a big part of this too is, is you know, it's one of the things that you know, our our colleague Matt Harmon talks about is that right. it's hard to run an offense through a slot receiver. And I think we all kind of believe that when Jordy Nelson went down, that Randall Cobb was kind of going to be the next man up. And it, it really hasn't worked that way. I mean, he's had a couple of nice games, but he's not been consistent. Meanwhile, Devontae Adams is still trying to figure out his way. Dude, James did he Jones, have 20 James targets? Yeah. 21. 21. Yeah, 21 targets. He didn't. And he had seven him. fantasy you points. You know, James Jones has <laughs> been absent since the first month of the season. Yeah. People have clamped down on him. So Rodgers doesn't have a whole lot of places to go with the football right now. You know, I mean, Richard Rodgers is a nice red zone target, but yep. 
just you know between the twenties, there there aren't a lot of places for Rodgers to go. So I'll be interested to see what adjustments they make. Uh, Jared Aberderis came in and looked good. They've still got Jeff Janis. Um, Jeff Janis, we haven't said that sure name in a couple of weeks. But so the, I'm not giving up on the offense. They have some decent matchups still coming up, but they need to get some stuff going. And like we said, they're most of them aside from. Rodgers are matchup-based starters going forward. Bro, who is this Aberderis character? He's a former uh, – he's a hometown boy. He went is to Wisconsin. He? He's from Wisconsin, and he tore his ACL last year in the preseason. But he's got good size, good speed, yeah, they're he's got good hands. Thing. They're expecting big things. But anyways, all right, Aberderis. before we move on to the next offense, yeah. I've got the saddest stat for you, okay. courtesy of the great Sigmund Bloom. Uh, he tweeted this this morning. Devontae Adams, last two weeks, 32 targets, 17 catches, 172 yards, no touchdowns. Marcus Wheaton on the year, 32 targets, 16 catches, 273 oh, yards, good. and a touchdown. Oh, yeah, yeah. Woof. Uh, I, <laughs> Devontae Adams, uh, not as good as Adam. We well, he missed, he missed a bunch of time, but he, yeah. He's not doing a lot with his opportunities now, though, which is nope. disappointing. Look, if you're, I mean, a lot of, I know a lot of folks spent, you know, fifth round picks. Uh, this is part of Adam Rank's fifth round crew. Uh, but uh, fifth-round pick on Devontae Adams, uh, you, if you get 20 targets, uh, you got to do – And you score seven fantasy points in a standard league. That is crazy, man. Yeah. That is crazy. All right, we'll move on. Let's talk about the Broncos. So Brock, the Brock Lobster is uh, taking the helm there uh, for the Broncos as Peyton Manning deals with his plantar fascia. Um, I, I asked this question yesterday, but what does it mean – forget about Brock Osweiler for a second – uh, no one's going to be, you know, rushing to the waiver wire to go pick him up. But uh, I will ask you this: What does it mean for guys like Demarius Thomas? Um, I know Emmanuel Sanders is real banged up. Yeah, he's too. real banged up. Yep. But yep. Uh, but let, let's focus on Demarius Thomas because again, Demarius Thomas, another guy who has been a, a supreme disappointment mm-hmm. um, from a fantasy perspective, given yep. his uh, draft position. The targets have been there. Though. Yes, the targets have been there for both receivers. It's just that. Peyton Manning's throwing the ball over their heads uh, short of them or to the other team. Yes. So that begs the question, can Brock Osweiler be better than a guy who through 10 weeks has gone 9-17? and 17? I mean... I would say yes. I would think so. I, I don't think it can hurt because Peyton's been terrible. I mean, I, listen, I know it's sacrilege because the guy is the, the, maybe the greatest fantasy quarterback of all time. I understand that. But he's been awful. And for Brock Osweiler to be worse, boy, I'll tell you something. That's going to be tough. It's going to be tough for him to be worse than Peyton Manning was in the stat sheets. Here's what I see from Demarius Thomas with Brock Osweiler. I feel like it's going to be a Devontae Adams-like game with a bunch of targets, a few catches, and mediocre yards. Look, I, I spent part of yesterday going back and watching what limited film there is on Brock Osweiler. Obviously, if you're behind Peyton Manning, you don't play a lot. Well, we've seen him uh, from the Pac-12. Uh, yeah, but what he does in Denver, at least, seems different than what he was doing at, at Arizona State. He was slinging the rock there yeah. in, in Tempe. He's kind of become a checkdown guy in the NFL. I was just like looking at him, and, and I think I, I wrote down somewhere that, I mean, this is a guy, you can actually look it up. He, in his career, is averaging, six, or this year he's averaging, I should say, 6.1 yards per attempt, which is fewer than, than Peyton Manning. I mean, well, he's not throwing the ball down the field. No. At all. And so, you know, they like running bubble screens to Demarius Thomas. They like just getting the ball in his hands and trying to let him be athletic and work. Uh, but defenses are basically not letting that happen. So I, I could see him having a decent PPR game where he catches a lot of passes, but I don't expect there to be a lot of big yards unless somehow he breaks some tackles and, and turns a short one into a long one. Well, 
going downfield, and Gelhide, I'd love you to chime in here, but who can guard Demarius Thomas downfield? A lot of people. Well, no, but I'm saying in the in that Chicago uh, defensive backfield. I mean, Kyle, I don't know if Kyle they have Fuller, the, I don't know if they have the size. Is what I'm saying. The trouble, like the thing is, though, Marcus, like Brock Wallers does have a nice big arm. Those those bubble screens and stuff that was a staple of the Adam Gase offense. That's not so much there with Demarius anymore, which is also probably part of the problem because they Gary Kubiak runs a different different scheme and it it looks a lot different. But I don't know. I'm I'm extremely worried. I've been trying to tell people to sell high on the Denver receivers for weeks now, mostly just fearing Peyton's inevitable decline in the cold weather again yeah. after he throws the ball 700 times. Um, so now that Brock Osweiler's in there, I don't feel any better. Really? All right, we'll move on. Let's talk about Philadelphia, the Eagles. Uh, supposed to be one of the best offenses in the league. And not so much. Uh, Mark Sanchez expected to get the start there uh, for Philadelphia, um, unless there's been – Additional news there. No, uh, it's Sanchez. It's <coughs> Sanchito. Yeah. So, and Sanchito. Against uh, Tampa Bay. Against Tampa. Great matchup. Beautiful so, matchup. Um, whatever. But, uh, listen, <laughs> you guys know my stance on Mark Sanchez, man. This is not a good NFL quarterback. When the matchup is good. But this is a good matchup. You can start him. You can start him. It's a good matchup. I, look, my thing is, Chip, I know Chip Kelly believes it's all about his system and he right. can win. Pro tip, Chip. You need good players. <laughs> and you don't have... Good players in key spots. You don't have a good outside receiver. I mean, you're Talk relying Miles on Miles Austin, baby. You're relying on Miles Austin oh. and Riley Cooper as your outside receivers. You, They're not good. You get you had you know before this week, or you had Sam Bradford as your starting quarterback trying to deliver the football. Has just been awful. Your tight ends are mediocre at best. I don't know how Brent Selleck had three catches for 120 yards. That was crazy. Basically, got lost in coverage a couple of times. I mean, you know, Demarco has been a nice piece. Ryan Matthews has looked really good, but yeah. concussion. But, right. So you don't really have a lot of talent there in that offense. Jordan Matthews, again, problem with running your offense through a slot receiver. It's just not working. Um, I, I don't, the, the chemistry uh, between Jordan Matthews and Sanchito, uh, well-documented, I think. There last year was not there this year. Uh, yeah, and, and I was just about to say, uh, if we're relying on that, I think the, yeah, the major difference is the fact that D- Jeremy Macklin's not there. To take away the over-the-top coverage, I, Jordan yeah, Matthews yeah. as number one has has failed. Me. I am not, I am not going to gain more faith and trust in a wide receiver who's been a bust uh, ever since the third week of the season because Mark Sanchez is suddenly his quarterback. Right, <laughs> I'm not going to do it. Like I'm honestly, uh, Tampa has a kind of an underrated run defense. They just shut down, and this is very weird. I can't believe I'm about to say this, but they just shut down Darren McFadden last oh, week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and with Sanchez in there, the, the passing offense not doing anything, and if Ryan Matthews is out, I'm probably going to be staying away from Eagles players this week because this could be an ugly, low-scoring game. I don't know. You think so? Yes. I, I don't know. I, I feel like... Unless I feel Mike like Evans is... just roasts the Eagles secondary, but... Which is what I'm expecting. I'm expecting... I'm actually expecting uh, a game in the in the high 20s for both teams. Tampa's defense is subpar. Uh, it is. I mean, they're they're allowing an average of right around 17 fantasy points per game to quarterback. So that's, that's being polite. I, I, listen, and, and and they have allowed an average of 17 fantasy points per game to quarterbacks, including the the stink bomb that Castle put up last week because he's terrible. So they're even worse. But I just don't trust Mark Sanchez. I, I mean, against a good matchup, okay, it's a good matchup. Um, in a 12 team league, would I start him? If my quarterback was on a bye, I mean, sure, there, there, are, uh, there are worse options out there only because the matchup is favorable. But I will pose this question to you, James. All right. 
Case Keenum or Mark Sanchez? Uh, Keenum. I will take Case Keenum. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. See? I might take Case That's Keenum. That's not a lot of faith in uh, the uh, the butt fumble. Uh, no. But uh, I don't know. Actually, you know what? I- I'll take that back. To me, it's a wash. I- I'll take either one. But, but Stand by your boy, James. <laughs> well, yeah, I think either one's a danger zone knee type play. I don't yeah. know. But uh, but no, I'll 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 say it's a wash for me. But uh, but yeah, we'll move on. How about uh, uh, in New England? Uh, any reason for concern? Uh, a drop off in production for the skill position players there in Foxborough. All these injuries piling up, and you know we're just going to start getting into cold weather games here. Uh, is there? I don't want to say cause for concern, but should we expect a, a bit of a drop-off from Tom Brady and the boys? I just think they might not be as prolific. They're still going to get it done. He's still got, you know, Gronk and LaFell and LeGarrette Blunt, But that Patriots offense that was dropping 40 burgers on everybody in the beginning and, you know, lighting up fantasy scoreboards is probably – people should just scale it back a tiny 40 more. burgers. Mm, sounds good. Uh, we already touched on them, so maybe we jump to Jacksonville here as sure. James takes a sip of his coffee. <laughs> Much needed, <I'm laughs> from, sure. my, from my heathen cup. I'm trying – so, so do, do, you want me to, do you want me to give you a hand here? Because I know you're coughing. I am coughing and sneezing. struggling. I mean, I could help you out here, pal. I got my voice. Oh, uh, listen. You uh, want me to help you? Listen, I – I'm a gamer. Okay. We're, all, we're almost through. All right, all right. But no. uh, we've got the the Jacksonville Jaguars um, offense. Uh, I, I, from I'm surprised you put him on the list. Well, the reason I did was because Hearns went to see a specialist in Philadelphia about his abdomen. It was a planned trip. He's been playing through it all year. Yeldon, I think, got nicked up again. Yeah, he's in a boot. So Hearns, Hearns, it sounds like he's going to play on Thursday nights, and it doesn't sound like there's much to worry about, which is good. However, this has been a season long injury. He's been nicked up a bunch before. Yeldon's nicked up. If those two go down, this offense just becomes the Blake Bortles and Allen Robinson show. Dude, Barbara yeah. Walters is just lurking. He's ready. <laughs> Barbara Walters. Barbara Brian Walters. Nice. But that's why I was like, is anybody is anybody a little more concerned? Because they have a great matchup down the stretch, and they've been so productive. But given the injuries, are we afraid that this is going to be like a Jenga I'm really, Jenga tower? I'm really not. Uh, you know, one, seeing the news that Hearns is likely to play on Thursday makes me a little more optimistic. And I just, I keep going back to their schedule the rest of the way. I mean, yeah. it is, it's so favorable. I mean, that's why I've been suggesting to try and trade for as, you know, as crazy as it sounds, to trade for as many Jaguars as you can down this stretch. Because, you know, again, real football they're struggling and they're making a lot of mistakes. But fantasy football, I mean, when you look at the schedule the rest of the way, I mean, two against Tennessee. Uh, you know, they got a game against San Diego, which could be good for Yeldon. A uh, fantasy playoffs, Colts, Falcons, Saints. I mean, it's just there's so many good things potentially there that I, I I'm still holding the faith. All right, real quick, we might have to punt the last offense that's struggling because it's Dolphins. But Ian Rappaport just emailed everybody. I just saw the tweet, by the way, yes. And Zell has been named the starter for the rest of the season. For the rest of the season. Rest of of the the season. season. So. (laughs) Your voice, the – Oh, <laughs> um, he well, actually played pretty well last. He did play, no, he did play well. well. He threw the ball seven hundred times. Well, so and he still didn't score twenty. But he threw points. it well. Well, I was going to ask you this uh, about Gary Barnage because uh, there was a, a lot made of before last game, anyways, that uh, Gary Barnage totally ineffective uh, with Johnny Manziel under center. But uh, the barnyard dog will not be denied, folks. Sixty-five and a touch. He will not week. be denied. The barnyard dog. He lives. Well, I think I think Johnny got the memo. Uh, you know, see Gary, throw to Gary. I think that's yeah. that's kind of how that he went. Tried out. in the game against Cincinnati too, but Barnage tripped and they had a couple pass breakups. But what do you guys think? Manzel schedule coming up. He's on a bye this week. Afterwards, Baltimore, nice matchup. Yeah. Cincy, eh. San Francisco, nice matchup. Yep. Seattle, eh. In Seattle. Oh boy. And then 
against Kansas City in Ooh. the Fantasy Championship weekend. Yeah, not Kansas City I'm not defense. trusting my championship, yeah. Johnny Manziel. And not for nothing, Kansas City's defense has been way better lately, way better. So that they have. Yeah, I'm no. not trusting my fantasy championship. Sorry there, Gilha. I'm just I'm throwing it out. I'm not I wasn't saying I'm hitching all my wagons to Johnny Manziel. Oh yes, you did. I mean hear that Gilhar said he's hitching his wagons to Manziel. <laughs> between Manziel breaking on the NFL network <laughs> <laughs> Between Manziel and Case Keenum, I think you've got yourself a championship caliber squad there. Heck yeah. All right, Boy. I like it. Uh let's talk about some uh, top waiver wire ads here. Uh we talked about Danny Amendola. If if you've got one of your top priorities, I'm assuming he'll he'll be gone there. Uh Kamar Aiken still um, he saw the most targets on the Ravens. Yeah. Um, it looked pretty good. He just didn't get into the end zone because it was tight end Palooza in in week 10. Right. But he's going to see volume, and uh, he can produce solid numbers for you. Deep sleeper Chris Givens uh, Chris did Givens catch also. a touchdown. Yep. Uh, not a lot of yardage, but uh, did get a touchdown. Uh, he might get more acclimated to the offense as well. How about Sean Jerome? Like I said, too many vowels. Uh, uh, too many vowels in this dude's he's name. He's just a sad volume-based player. <laughs> yeah, you know what, If you're though? desperate. It, 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 yeah, well, when, when you've lost Le'Veon Bell, Arian oh, Foster, yeah. like I have, and then you've got players on a bye, people are going to be starting him. You can't, this week. you can't turn your nose up at twenty plus touches. You, no, you cannot. You can't. Sometimes you, you do stuff you don't want to do. Um, and I'm starting him this week, and I'm not thrilled about it. I know but. people are were disappointed. Stevie Johnson only did like seven for sixty eight against the Bears, but he still saw plenty of targets. That pat that. And now Floyd's. Floyd's injured. I don't think injured, he's out yet. He's so. going to try and play through it. He's going to try and play through it, but I, I think Stevie's the, the better option. Yeah, that was – like the 7 for 68 is like Stevie's floor, I think. He should he should definitely outproduce that in the coming weeks. Um, well, without Floyd, again, we talk about Jordan Matthews. I, I just worry that, you know, well, coverage Stevie, is – Well, Stevie can play outside. He doesn't. He's not a slot receiver, so it's not like the Jordan Matthews syndrome. <sighs> At this point in his career, is he, though? I, I just he's don't not see that him. old. He's 28. Uh, Every, it, just, it just seems like he's been I, around I for a while. Everybody always feels like Stevie it Johnson's feels, like Larry Fitzgerald age, like he's 32 or something. Dude's 28 years old. He's still a young Steve receiver. Johnson is like that college player you feel like has been there for seven years. Yeah. yeah. Like he's, That's, you know who I always thought about that? Yeah. Remember Joey Brown from Georgetown, the point guard? I felt like he was at Georgetown for like 10 years. <laughs> um. Again, I, we covered all of this. You can go uh, NFL.com slash waivers, NFL.com slash deep dive. We get into both of them. Uh, like you said, Fab's Tony Romo is a good pickup. Matt Jones. Uh, he didn't, I was surprised his ownership was so low. Who, Matt Jones or Romo? Because it's been so hard to figure out what's yeah. going on in that well, backfield. Well, I think uh, Franchise or somebody wrote this or tweeted it that after his week two 24-point outburst, yeah, he, done nothing. he scored a combined like 21 yeah. points since then. Right. So nothing. It's not not good. Chris Thompson has been the most utilized weapon there in that backfield, which right. is crazy. Well, and the thing about Matt Jones is that he's actually had a consistent number of touches. He's around eight to ten touches every week. He just hadn't done anything with him. Right. You know, this week he going to Carolina, not a great matchup. That's the other part of it. But yeah, you know, he got, he catches a screen pass. Up. Goes goes to the house. Alfred Morris got dinged up. I think he got like a rib injury or something this past. He did week. come back in that game. He did come back. Okay, he came back later in that game. But uh, yes. Jay Ajayi is a very interesting name there in Miami. He could definitely uh, impact Lamar Miller's presence, but largely uh, just for the handcuff role, though, because they're only yeah. they're, they're only sprinkling him in. But if Lamar Miller were to go down, Jay Ajayi, hello, and and that that schedule for Miller is sick. Uh, I think he has one bad matchup the whole rest of the year. The Jets. All right, and David Cobb, uh, he's still recovering from uh, he IR slash yeah. weight. He, um, he practiced and he warmed up before the game last week, but he was a healthy scratch. Um, I was starting to get off the David Cobb train, but then Antonio Andrews and uh, Textmer Cluster went out and laid up another uninspiring egg. So for this team and the you know 
the interim coaching st- staff. I think they might want to see what they've got in the rookie, so he's worth a speculative ad. All right. I like it. Everybody else we talked about, I think. Yep. But we're good. All right, let's, let's do the daily apps. Extra, extra, read all about it. This is the day. Daps and hooks. Give me daps because I'll be squirbling right. Give me dabbing up daps and bow daps all right, daily dap time. Uh, we will start with the man behind the glass, the whiz kid from Wisconsin, Alex Gelhar. What you got? Uh, well, since my daily dap got canceled on Friday because the show fell apart because of ma- massive technological issues, I wanted to give a daily dap to the movie Room and everybody behind it. Like I said, oh. uh, Brie Larson stars in it, uh, directed by Lenny Abramson. It's probably going to be out of theaters soon because it was a small indie and it came in a while ago. But but uh, it will still be in theaters longer than Jim. Yes, longer than Gem and the Holograms, which had a truly, truly outrageous run at the box office. But Room is a great movie. Check it out. Uh, do do a little research on it before you watch it. Don't just like fire it up on a date night or anything. But uh, great movie. Look for it on like Redbox or Netflix or iTunes in the coming weeks. Does not sound like a good date movie. Period. No. Um, it's about what kidnapping. It's about well, it's about a a girl that is um like kidnapped by a crazy man, and uh, he keeps her locked in a room, and she has a son, and. It's about their daring escape and then how they adjust to life afterwards. So, Oy. It's good. It's very good. All right. There you go. Daily Dap to the room. Uh, Marcus Grant. Uh, well, one, uh, I, I, again, this is something I'd said on Friday but didn't get heard. Props to uh, Daily Dap to you, James Coe, for uh, organizing the K-Town Throwdown. Uh, there was good food. Oh, that's right. There was good food. There was karaoke. It was a good time had by all. Where he suffered his Bon Jovi injury. Right. Oh, my uh, It's gosh. good to see you playing through it. Oh, my um, But uh, also, Daily Dap to everybody looking out for the kids. Uh, you know, we got Andy Dalton looking out for the kids. <laughs> um, you know, he, That's after the, the mom that wrote into the, the mom that wrote into the uh, the Charlotte Observer about Cam Newton's dance, looking out for the kids. Uh, you know, we, we just got to make sure that we're looking out for the kids for things like you know calling somebody a goofy fake nickname based on a you know thirty year old Christmas movie, The Christmas Story. And uh, you know, we're gonna look it's out. So for, innocuous. Have to, you know, watch out for the kids uh, seeing things like. You know, quarterback celebrating after they do good things on the field. I so, love it. So daily daps to y'all. <clears throat> Michael that was sarcasm, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> My daily dap is going to Paris. Our prayers are with you okay. uh, and you France for going ahead and bombing the crap out of those SOBs a couple of days after those attacks, and uh, hopefully we can uh, we can help them in wiping and, and- wiping out these. These terrorist idiots. For everybody that just responded and helped, it was it sounded like it was a pretty amazing scene. Like people were there was a website or like a hashtag that people could go to find like just people on the streets in the area that would open their doors and let people in during everything. So like pretty pretty that great was, and pretty cool to see to see. That, that was that was a scary situation together. for me too because so and I'm not dropping names here, but I'm real tight with the Bella twins. They were there with their mom and their grandmother. That's crazy. And they they were in lockdown in their hotel. I mean, the attacks happened very close to where they were staying. Sure. And so um, I was texting them and making sure they were okay. And I talked to JJ, their brother, and uh, he told me they were under lockdown. And I talked to Nikki and Bree. The next day they flew back to the States. Um, so it hit home for me because I'm real tight with them. And that, man, it's just scary. It's just scary. So, um Prayers go out to everyone who is affected, and um, let's go get those ISIS SOBs and knock them out. <clears throat> it's going to be tough. It's a tough. Uh, it's a tough. I know war when people are ISIS. willing to strap bombs onto their bodies and blow themselves up. Yeah, I mean, it's it, bottom line is it's a tough war when you have a faceless enemy. So, um, but yes, it, it's uh, they've got a long road ahead. Uh, it was France's 9/11. I think that's probably the most accurate way to describe it. And I know I was riveted. Uh, to my television on Friday, and, and no doubt about it, uh, thoughts and prayers out there. 
to the fine folks in France. Um, my daily dap will go first to uh, piggybacking off of uh, what uh, Marcus Grant said to the Dabin dance. Uh, I did a full uh, internet research on Dabin, <laughs> uh, which was great. Uh, I, I particularly like Dabin because it uh, promotes um, uh, healthy uh, coughing and uh, sneezing into your sleeve, as you can see from the dance, which is great. <laughs> um, I will also uh, give a dap to uh, TIE Fighter Tuesday or TIE Tuesdays. Uh, some of the podcast listeners, again, I've been trying to promote this tie Tuesdays for the podcast listeners. If you shout us out, Except you're not wearing ties on Tuesday. I'm wearing my, uh, purple diamond bar high school sweatshirt. Uh, that's fine. Look, I'm sick, man. All right. I'm sick. Give me, give me a break here. I'm, uh, fighting through it. But, uh, tie Tuesday for those folks who, uh, uh, sent us pictures on Twitter. I do appreciate that. And, and you'll always get a favorite and a, and a retweet from me on a tie Tuesday promoting helping to promote the podcast as well uh final daily dap holly Holm, man holly Holm. good one wow i mean it's the biggest upset in in uh i don't want to say it's the biggest upset in ufc history i know i know a lot of people were quick to say that look matt sarah beating gsp uh back in the day that that was a big one too was the biggest uh upset ever uh but holly Holm, because holly Holm is a championship caliber boxer but man I, I i full disclosure when the fight happened i said it's a joke I, I thought it was a joke. I thought she had no chance whatsoever. I gave her no chance. Was Holly? I mean, Holly Holm looked fabulous. Um, and that, Ronda was, Rousey, that was total domination by Holly. Total Holm. domination. Total. I mean, Matt Sarah got a lucky punch in. Um, Holly Holm just dismantled Ronda Rousey. She who, she who studied, came in. She studied her tape and just went to work. Well, Ronda Rousey came in with one of the worst game plans I've ever seen uh, at a, at a championship caliber level. So. Uh, but no, daps to Holly Holm, man. She came to play, and uh, and now she is the undisputed UFC bantamweight women's champion. And, and she could be there for a while, but uh, but man, uh, daily daps to her for shocking the world and shocking Ronda Rousey. She is the well, she was one of the most trended names over the weekend. So there you go. Uh, that's going to do it for us on this beautiful Tide Tuesday. You've been listening to the NFL Fantasy Live podcast. I'm James Coe. Alex Gelhar, Marcus Grant, and Michael Fabiano will catch you on Friday. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids, Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. 
Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.